Welcome to the Shred with Science podcast with your host, Dr. Chris Spearman, one of the world's leading online fitness coaches, an expert in metabolic correction and a global cover model. Chris delves deep into the most up-to-date scientific literature to provide you with the tools you need to live a healthy, enjoyable, and educated lifestyle. What is going on, guys? And welcome to another episode of the Shred with Science podcast. Today it is me, just me. It is Monday morning. Uh, we are talking creatine. Creatine myths debunked. Before we do, I want to say a massive thank you, first of all, to all of you guys listening. I want to say an even bigger thank you to all you guys who have messaged me. I've most likely replied and I'm so grateful. Thank you so much. It's been a while and I've wanted to do this for a long time to be able to mix 10 years of, of, of science um, with this fitness side of my life and give you guys some decent content in a lot more detail than I can give you on YouTube or in a lot more detail than I can give you on Instagram or Facebook or any other platform. So thank you so much for listening. If you haven't reached out to me, 100% do. I will reply to everyone. So let me know what you think. Let me know what your thoughts are, anything you'd like to see in the future. Today, like I said, it's creatine. Myths debunked. If there's anything that I love more than donuts or pizza or coffee or all those things that I try not to have when I'm dieting, it is debunking myths. Um, I've spoken about creatine quite a lot. Why? Creatine is arguably one of the most debated supplements on the market. It does take an advanced gym goer to have heard about creatine um, or its supposed benefits slash side effects or supposed side effects. Unfortunately, um, there are lots of myths, but like I said, fortunately for me, I get to debunk a few of them for you today. In layman's terms, what is creatine? Creatine helps to increase the energy source within the muscle cell, um, combating fatigue during your workout which basically enables you to work harder for longer with a higher degree of intensity. And that's the most important thing, with a higher degree of intensity. Ultimately, what, what's the byproduct of this? It vastly improves your strength and your muscle size, which the majority of us want to do, right? For those geeks out there like me, to find out how creatine actually works, we're gonna to have to delve a little bit deeper. So we're gonna delve right into the muscle cell right into the mitochondria of the muscle cell where shit gets done. If shit gets done in, in the cell, it is in the mitochondria. And this is where adenosine triphosphate gets broken down to release energy. So just to simplify that a little, you've got adenosine triphosphate, which is an adenosine molecule attached to three or triphosphate groups. This gets broken down into adenosine diphosphate, two phosphate groups, and it releases the third phosphate group. And as this happens, it releases energy within the inner membrane of the mitochondria, the cell's powerhouse, essentially. This energy is used by the cell for muscles to contract. But what happens after that? You've got loads of ADP swimming around and loads of little phosphates on their own swimming around. And they obviously need to rejoin again for it to release more energy. So what creatine does or creatine phosphate does is it creates a store of these little phosphate groups. Essentially, these little phosphate groups become saturated and they swim around and they can join back up to an adenosine diphosphate molecule again to release more energy. Of course, the more phosphate groups there are, the quicker this happens. 
quicker this happens, the more energy you can release in a short space of time, which is exactly how creatine works. So now that we've kind of gone through the mechanisms uh, and the biochemistry behind what actually happens in the cell, and you know, you guys know the, the physiology of what happens during a muscle contraction, we're going to talk about the myths. And there are plenty, believe me, there are plenty. We're going to talk about a few. I'm going to talk about the main ones. There's so many, dude, there's so many. Like, there are so many, just, I hear them all the time. Like, I hear a new one all the time about creatine. I don't know why. People are obsessed with, people are obsessed with creatine more than steroids, I swear. I think it's obviously because you can go into a shop and buy creatine. And people think, people think loads of things. So, we are going to discuss the obvious ones. Creatine leads to weight gain and should only be used when growing and bulking. False. Creatine may cause initial increase in weight. Generally speaking, the literature says between 0.5% to 3% of your body weight in terms of your mass will increase over a short space of time. However, this is generally water, yes, but is water that is taken into the muscle cell. So for some people, this isn't always bad. Like if, if a client of mine is cutting, we've taken on quite a few clients recently in the uh, Spearman Fitness Academy, which is for clients who either want to you do fitness modeling or they're doing a photo shoot or they want to uh, go down the cover modeling route um, or they want to do competition prep we will generally make sure that they're supplementing with creatine as they cut down of course there's an initial increase in water but like we said that's in a muscle cell um, it's been well documented that creatine supplementation with resistance training of course uh, with lean body mass individuals will decrease fat mass obviously leading to an improved body composition if you think of it logically if you can increase the muscle cell and increase the muscle cell size and increase the amount of muscle that someone is holding on their frame their basal metabolic rate is going to increase and therefore their ability to burn fat or be in a caloric deficit increases so they're going to look better they're going to lose more body fat they're going to have you know bigger muscle um, mass and it'll help their prep trust me so creatine causes kidney and liver damage. This one blows me away because there is no decent scientific literature out there to say any of the above. So let's just clear that up first. To delve a little deeper, there have been a few studies that have shown the following. Long-term supplementation with creatine has zero effect on blood lipid profiles. A 12-week study on creatine supplementation has no effect on blood lipid profiles either. There has been no study in the history of the world to suggest that there are any significant changes in renal, hepatic, cardiac, or muscle functions due to supplemented creatine. So obviously renal is kidney, hepatic is liver, cardiac is heart. Um, for those of you guys who are up to date on this spiel, here in general, there is no truth behind this media frenzy. There really isn't. The one thing I need to say at this point is that being said, there will always be a flash in the pan study that gets blown onto the sun or blown onto some tabloid and such and such is going to cause cancer. And trust me, you can find a study somewhere that will prove anything. Like, trust me, uh, this, is, this is what I've done for 10 years is be in an environment where you see some crazy things being published. So you need to take a lot of these things with a pinch of salt. Another funny one, creatine may cause dehydration and cramping. So a lot of you guys who have supplemented with creatine will say that you feel thirsty, um, you need to drink a little bit more water. 
what I will say right now is this does not mean you're dehydrated. Think about logically what's happening. Let me explain. As you pull water into the muscle cell, you your body needs more water, so you become thirsty. You think you're dehydrated, but you're not. So people think that thirst and dehydration are the same thing. They are not. Think about it logically. If you pull water into the muscle cell, you're actually more hydrated than you were beforehand. The reason you need more water is because that water that you had that would normally flow through has actually been taken somewhere else to the muscle cell. So you end up looking a bit fuller, fuller muscle cell, um, saturated muscle cell of water in a good way, of course. You just need to drink a little bit more. That does not mean you're dehydrated. That means you're, you you just need to drink a tiny little bit more water. Um, it makes perfect sense, you know, when you take into consideration what's what's actually happening here. It's also been shown by researchers in, in uh, San Diego State University that creatine can, in fact, prevent a rise in core temperature um, during an hour of intense exercise in the heat. So you will stay somewhat hydrated for longer. As for muscle cramping, research has indicated that creatine supplementation has zero effect on muscle cramping whatsoever. Um, yet can still provide performance enhancements in hot and humid conditions. This is one I like. Creatine needs to be taken pre or post workout. False. When do I take mine? Pre and post workout. Why? Because I want to. Because it's convenient for me. Scientifically, let's look at the literature and, and let's think about it logically. What is actually going on here? So as we as we discussed, the supplementation of creatine in essence is increasing the body's pool of creatine phosphates, like I said, in the mitochondria within the muscle cell. Um, and generally, you know, three to five grams for an, for an average gym gore will eventually saturate these phosphate stores. On saying this, the premise behind post-workout creatine supplementation is that, you know, to get those phosphate groups in really, really quickly, the muscles are most receptive around the time of training. And that th thought process is true. But when you think about what's logically happening is you can take it any time. Because when you take it and you kind of saturate these phosphate stores, it doesn't really make a difference because they will stay saturated, generally speaking, unless you're doing vigorous exercise, which you know we will discuss. But generally speaking, it doesn't make a difference because once you saturate these muscle um, phosphate stores, it won't make a difference when during the day it is because if you do it you know the night before they will stay full if you do it in the morning they will stay full if you do do it in and around the workout perimeter which i do um it will it will be full from the last time you supplemented with creatine and it will be full for the next time once you do obviously like i said the thought process is that you know creatine will be absorbed faster um in and around the workout perimeter because the muscles are more receptive at this time. So although this may be true, the time it takes for your creatine store to be replenished may be slightly quicker. But the point is, you're not if you're just training, you're not going to be training again for the next few hours. Most of you won't be training until the next day. So it doesn't make a difference how fast you get those, those, those creatine phosphate uh, molecules in at all. So you take it when it's most convenient for you. Obviously, for me, it's generally either pre or post workout, or sometimes intra workout, depending. Um, you know, I take my my pure rebuild from from One Up Nutrition. That tastes amazing, by the way. Um, pineapple or or candy watermelon. Um, around that time, and you know that's that's ideal for me. 
I know some guys who take it first thing in the morning, some guys who take it at night. It really does not matter. This is one, and I like this one because a lot of people get some of these wrong. It is essential to load creatine before um, before uh, cycling it. False. It is not essential, but it is beneficial. So what do I mean by that? Loading with creatine will increase the creatine phosphate stores in the muscle cell over a shorter period of time. So generally it will be more beneficial, but it's not essential. You know, here we're talking about maybe four or five days to saturate your creatine phosphate stores rather than a possible one to two weeks, you know, maybe 10 to 12 days without loading. So for this loading phase, personally, I would probably load. I mean, you've got nothing to lose by loading. So I would generally load maybe 10 to 15 grams for a week, um, you know, and then return back down to five to 10 grams. For, for an average gym goer, you could probably have a loading phase of, of 10 grams and drop it down to five. Obviously, it depends on, you know, your, your muscle mass, your intensity of training, the amount of activity you're doing, you know, how, how big you are. Um, how heavy you are, loads of things need to be taken into consideration when you're getting your required dose. Generally speaking, I think for, you know, for an average gym goer, I would say five grams for an experienced gym goer, 10 grams per day. I know guys who take a lot more than that, but um, generally speaking, you will, you will see some good results. So to summarize everything we've just discussed, generally speaking, to summarize, creatine is a very useful tool. It really is, you know, for most gym goers. Um, and even, even like I said, while cutting or dieting, um, it's massively beneficial as well. Of course, in a, in a growing or bulking phase too. But it isn't a, a growing or a bulking supplement at all by any means. There is no scientific data to date to suggest that creatine plays a role in kidney or liver damage in any way, shape or form. Um, there is even less data to suggest that creatine plays a role in cramping or dehydration. There is no specific time to take creatine, and if there is, you're splitting hairs. So generally, do it whenever is most convenient for you. One question actually is, should I take it on my rest days? Um, when you think of it logically, if you haven't really um, utilized your creatine phosphate stores, it's not essential. Um, you know, and obviously if you take it first thing in the morning, you're probably going to continue to do that anyway on a rest day. If you take it as, as a pre-intra or post-workout nutrition, you're probably only going to take it when you have your pre-intra or post-workout nutrition. And that's perfectly fine too. So it is not essential to load creatine, like I said, but to maximum, um, you need to get maximum effects. I probably would. I probably would. You've got nothing to lose. Like like we said, there's no there's no negative side effects. It is very cheap. Generally speaking, creatine is a very cheap supplement in in you know in the grand scheme of things compared to most. So yeah, I mean that's that's just some of the basic myths debunked. You know what? I hear another one every week. I hear another Chris is such and such and this and that. Um, I just zone out sometimes. I think I just zone out. For me at least, um, I will look at serious scientific literature to suggest x y or z before i even before i even discuss it because there's so it's chinese whispers with, with stuff like this i hear creatine does this and yeah i mean you follow the basics and you think about the science and, and the biochemistry and the physiology of what's actually happening and you'll you'll probably have a good i know some guys who have educated guesses and they go chris you know i'm thinking this and i'm thinking that and because of this mechanism do you think that's possible and i'm like 
shit, that's actually, you know what? I never thought about that, but maybe that's so. And then I'll go off and research and, you know, it, it may be true, it may not. And the one thing that's important to note is that nothing is set in stone until it is, it, it's only set in stone generally when it's disproven. So to date, this is what we believe, but it is all, it, generally speaking, it is always open to change more often than not. I see... Um, you know, some friends of mine's some friends of mine who have podcasts and one in particular launched his second series and he said, Listen, there will be stuff that I speak about on this podcast that will contradict what I said in my last series four or five years ago. And that's perfectly acceptable. Obviously he's learning, he's growing, he's developing more, he's understanding things a little bit better and things change. So, of course, you know, people's ideas will change. Just because a coach said this doesn't mean he's always going to think that. And if he does, he's, he's probably an idiot. You know, if, if, if a coach is so stubborn on, on his ways and his beliefs, and unfortunately, there's quite a lot of that in old school. This worked for me in 1999, and this worked for me in 2014, so it's going to work now. Yeah, maybe it did, but your body adapts times adapt science science is ever growing ever changing so be flexible with your thoughts be flexible with um you know what you believe and keep an open mind so guys i hope you enjoyed it um like i said already um the creatine i'm using at the moment is uh one of nutrition pure rebuild which tastes bloody awesome it really does um pineapple and, and watermelon candy um it's a really really good product so that's what i take at the minute um i know a lot of you guys ask i take it around my workout perimeter generally speaking um i do a kind of a funny thing right now uh, it's, it's it's not funny to me it's it's completely logical to me i will take my um some form of of, of pre-workout um my one-up pre-workout before I train and I will keep some of it in my intro workout with my um, BCAs and glutamine from one of nutrition as well. And that will be my intro workout shake. Obviously, I generally would have carbohydrates in there, but right now I am I'm quite low on carbs. So that is what I'm taking at the minute. When I finish immediately afterwards, I will actually instead of having a protein shake, I will actually have my pure rebuild um and i will have some more branch chain amino acids um so immediately afterwards this puree build has got five grams of glutamine um and it has got five grams or just over it has got six grams of of creatine creatine blend of creatine monohydrate creatine hydrochloride and creatine citrate so i get that in post-workout of course i'm getting my branch chain aminos to make sure that i have enough leucine um, to initiate muscle protein synthesis um, and then by the time I get home I will either have a protein shake or generally I will have a um, some chicken or some turkey or whatever it is but so that's my supplementation if you guys want to check out one up nutrition do um, couldn't couldn't speak more highly of the brand really really couldn't I love their stuff I love their tastes if you want any questions on um, which flavors because they have the best flavors in the world let me know drop me a message um, of course you guys can also avail of my discount for my clients you, but you guys can also avail of it it is 35 to 40 percent off with chris 20 um, at oneupnutrition.com so check them out um, so yeah guys thank you so much um, 
I hope this was of interest. Um, if you knew all of this already, well done you. You're, you're well read with scientific literature. So I hope you enjoyed. Keep me posted on what you guys want to hear next in the next few weeks. Um, and it, after all, it is Monday. Keep it productive. And like I say at the end of all my podcasts, make the most of today. You will not get this day again. Peace out.